Hey, Regals. So I recorded part of this episode in Nigeria and part at home because I was just so incredibly busy while I, working while I was there and couldn't really put in the time and effort into editing that I really need to to make the podcast sound good. So here we are a few weeks late. But the back to the regular schedule show from now on, coming every other Thursday, me to you. So I hope you didn't miss me too much. <laughs> Go! Guys, so I am here in the beautiful city of Lagos, Nigeria. Oh my God. I'm recording this week's episode here, and I'm so happy to see the sun. It's been super gray in Chicago. I've been pale and like really lacking my golden color, so it's nice to get a little vitamin D out here for sure. So let me tell you guys. So I come here for work, right? And when I come here, the people I'm with are always taking me out to the nice bars, the nice clubs. I mean, bottle service, the whole works. They really want to show me a good time. So the women here, when I go out, they're always so beautiful and they're dressed to the nines and they're, you know, full face makeup. They look great. So, you know, when I go out here, I'm going to be full beat dressed all the way up, you know, looking like a four course meal, let's be honest, because that's the only way to really do it. And here's my little problem. I'm not from the tropics. I'm just not that type of black. So when we go below the equator, you know, it's a different type of heat and a different type of humidity when you're right on the water, especially. So if you don't know your geography, Nigeria is on the west coast of Africa, right under the horn. And Lagos is right there on the ocean. So I'm looking at the ocean the whole time I'm here. It's beautiful. And that means it's incredibly humid here in the summer. Incredibly. So when I'm out, you know, I look good for like maybe the first hour or so. And then I just start melting, just absolutely melting, which is hilarious because Everyone else looks completely fine. I'm telling you, I was looking around yesterday at the bar trying to figure out, you know, why I'm the only one who is makeup melting off her face, just sweaty and disgusting, hair sticking to my forehead, and everyone else is looking gorgeous, completely fine, not sweating. They don't look like they're about to die. I am dying on the inside. So yeah, I guess that's what happens when you're used to the humidity. But for people like me, oh God, I know I asked for, you know, some heat, but that is not what I meant. Last time I came, it was more winter. So it wasn't as humid as it was this time. So I just wasn't really prepared for that. Woo. I know I wish for the heat. Next time I'll think twice. So anyway, this week, what I really want to talk to you guys about is cancel culture. And it's been gaining a lot of speed over the last couple of years. You know, the idea of cancel culture, the talk around cancel culture, it's not a new thing. So for those, you, we hear about a lot more on social media and Twitter. And for those of us who, 
you know, may not use social media as, as much, you probably have started hearing about it on the news because politicians are talking about it. So if you don't know exactly what cancel culture is, it's basically the modern form of ostracism. Okay, it typically takes hold in social media and after someone does or says something stupid, gets caught and then gets called out. So cancel culture is a big deal. We even have politicians, the annoying ones, stepping in and talking about cancel culture and then obviously complaining about it because they have apparently nothing better to do like run the country. And let's be honest, the reason they're so concerned about it is because they're scared it's going to happen to them. So they want to get behind it, make a lot of statements, and try to devalidate it as much as possible. So I personally take issue with the idea of cancel culture. Why? Because I don't think it's real. Cancel culture is some bullshit rhetoric that being that's being used to distract from the actual problems and actual issues. If a politician, celebrity, influencer, or company brand does something stupid like spout off racial slurs or use the N-word, Logan Paul, Gina Rodriguez, Madonna, Jennifer Lopez, Mel Gibson, Justin Bieber, and Morgan Whalen, those are just some that I can spout off at the top of my head right now. They have all been, quote unquote, canceled for this. Then you have brands being canceled for, frankly, choosing to be on the wrong side of history. Home Depot and and the CEO's lavish donation to the Trump campaign. Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby and their stance against the LGBT community. Delta for basically supporting the modern day Jim Crow laws in Atlanta. And then we have the politicians like Matt Gates, who basically is a pedophile, so he doesn't really need to be canceled, but he does need to go to prison. And think about people like Ellen DeGeneres and Steve Harvey, who have both been canceled for being basically dictators at work and perpetuating a toxic environment. Last time I checked, that didn't end their shows, and it didn't even hurt their wallets. So my point is, every single person or company I mentioned who has so-called been canceled is still currently thriving. They may have lost an endorsement deal or a few thousand followers, but as people move on to the next screwed up thing in the world, and after the businesses give what may often be fake apologies for their actions, and even if there are a large number of people who refuse to support the brand or person, Going forward, it's rarely enough to actually end the career or end a career or, you know, end a company. So who's actually been canceled from cancel culture? I mean, truly been canceled, not just convicted. Okay, we have Colin Kaepernick. His career is over. He was canceled for taking a knee during the national anthem as a protest during police brutality. He was canceled for an anti-racism protest. That's crickets if you can't hear them. He didn't deserve to be canceled, yet his career is over. And you can say he was washed up as an athlete, but we all know if he had taken that knee, if he hadn't taken that knee, he would have gotten another contract. Now, remember Paula Dean? That sassy Southern grandmother who always just wanted to throw a stick of butter in that, y'all? Well, she was legitimately canceled. The original story sparked from a lawsuit where an ex-employee claimed sexual and racial harassment. 
And I believe he was a manager at one of her restaurants, which is kind of hilarious because when he said that, all I could picture was Paula Dean hitting on this big black man asking him to see his his dick or something crazy. I don't know. I just see it. You know, you, know you see it. You can picture it in your mind just Paula just being absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, so she's doing her deposition about this case because it was an actual lawsuit. And they ask her if she's ever said the N-word. And she's like, of course, Paula, like, why is it? Of course, why is it ridiculous for her to be asked that question? Then she follows up with a story about how she worked at a bank. It was robbed. And when she told her husband the story about it later, she used the N word to describe the man. Paula, like, you can't just say like, today I was at work at my bank and in some, and a man robbed it. Or if you are going to talk about his race, he can't just be a black man. He has to be the N-word. And she said it and she said it and she really looked at the cameras like, duh, of course I said that. Why wouldn't I have not said that? And then hold on, it gets better. So then she's like, yeah, I've definitely told some jokes about Jewish people and gay people and black people. They're jokes I can't, rem- I can't determine what offends another person. And then like, I mean, honestly, Paula, you're not wrong. You really can't determine what offends another person when you're making a joke. But you can determine if a joke is likely to offend another person. If it's likely to be hurtful, you can you can determine that. And then complete with her attempt at Southern Charm, she starts crying and says, I is what I is. I'm not going to change. Freaking barf. I mean, that is what it is. Come on, Paula. Look, I used to love Paula for real. I even had her red like hooking set in college. And when this all came out, I didn't trash it either because I was in college. I was broken. Those were great pots and pans. But yeah, after all came out, she lost a lot of her endorsements, her shows, and essentially her brand. Businesses chose not to put their name behind her any longer. So some of them probably because they were truly disturbed by her behavior, but most probably because they were saving face. Either way, Paula Dean got quote unquote canceled. We have freedom of speech in this country, but freedom of speech does not mean freedom of consequence. Freedom of speech is also not without restriction. There are limitations and boundaries on things like libel, slander, copyright violations, sedition, and ding, 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 incitement. Donald Trump, I'm talking about you. So if you say or do something out of pocket, people and brands have the right to stop supporting you. That's not cancel culture. That's action and consequence. We live in a world where if you mess up, social media is going to put you on blast and it's going to spread quickly. That's life. That's not cancel culture. People used to get away with things for a long time because people didn't know. But now it's very hard to keep a secret. And if you do something that's messed up, most likely somebody recorded it on their phone. But listen, how many times does someone's horrible actions get called out and then they end up benefiting from it? Let's, how many times has a D-list celeb or some random YouTuber that nobody's ever heard of if they aren't under the age of 17 have done something horrible and then grown fame from that? 
Let's go back to Morgan Whalen. He was on video screaming the full N-word, E-R and all. When the internet got word and spread it through all the social platforms, what happened? His album sales skyrocketed. It was supposedly a counter to cancel culture because apparently showing support to a guy who's running around screaming the N-word at people isn't about racism. It's just about countering cancel culture because that's what's important. I roll. Look, look at it like this. If I don't like a person who, because let's say I don't like the way they speak or, you know, what they, how they act, if it's not in line with my values and I don't want to be around that person and I don't want that person in my life, nobody thinks that's weird. We all have people who we've met or, you know, maybe even part of your family and you kind of keep them at a distance or they are no longer part of your life because you don't agree with them and the way they live their life, Right. Um, as long as it's not, you know, a problem with who they are and more about their actions. If their actions are negative, there's really nothing wrong with that. Nobody wants to keep toxic people in their life, right? So what is the difference between that and choosing to not put my money and support behind people, brands, or companies that don't align with my values or that I find damaging to the greater good? I don't go to Chick-fil-A. I just can't support a company that is openly hateful to the LGBTQ community. I just, I just can't. That doesn't align with my values. And I don't think it's good for the greater good. I think it's very damaging. And if I spread that knowledge to others who may not know about the company and some of the statements they've made publicly, that doesn't mean I'm canceling them. If a company or a public figure publicly makes controversial statements or does controversial actions, people have the right to feel some type of way about that. All of these people, all of these companies and these brands and these influencers, they're all making money off of people like me and you. So if they act out of pocket, you have the right to not spend your money on it. And You also have the right to tell your friends, your family, and whomever else about that, especially if it really upsets you. That's not cancel culture. That's spreading information. Moral of the story, watch your mouth. Because what you say can backfire. It can have consequence. It's probably not going to end your career. It's probably not going to end your life but it's sure going to make you look like a fool for a while. Cancel culture is nothing but holding people accountable for their actions and their words. Because words do matter. And maybe, just maybe, if we hold enough people accountable, then people in the future will start thinking before they speak and look at themselves a little bit deeper Look at the world a little bit deeper and make better decisions. I don't know why, but April just really feels like a month of wealth to me. So let's end this week's episode with a couple of like financial type affirmations. All right. Repeat after me. It is easy and natural for me to be prosperous and successful. My life is filled with health and wealth.
my life is filled with health and wealth. And let us not forget that wealth is so much more than money and our health is everything. Now, take a deep breath and remember who the fuck you are. Bye. Go.